Hi everyone, it's Carter. A quick disclaimer before the episode. Riley and I are teachers in the real world. That's not made up for the show. But one thing we do make up are students. Riley and I take our roles as public community members seriously and would never use the real names or personal experiences of students in our classes, past or present. As such, any student names you hear us say are made up on the spot, and stories about our classes are highly editorialized for entertainment. Also, we like to keep our show clean of inappropriate language or content, but we feel that the stories themselves should be read without censorship of language. A content warning will be in the show's description in case we need one. That's it. Enjoy the Fable Fellas. Turn around. Tell me what you see in this space. It's Carter and Riley. Hey everybody, welcome to Fable Fellas, Fairy Tales Told Unfairly. My name's Riley. And I'm Carter, and we are speaking to you unstuck from time. If you are listening to this special episode, then we were not able to record, and we have finally gotten it together to where we can still put out something for you and your ears and brain. Which is really impressive, because as it stands, we have a largely inconstant (laughs) recording schedule. Yeah, so we're we're trying to be proactive, and maybe this one, this this episode will come out like two weeks from now. <laughs> yeah, we can't record it. We no, can't no, just, we, we have to be we have together. to be strong and stick to our convictions and say, if you're hearing this, we finally got it right. Yep. How's the future? Is it bright? Are there still <laughs> nice future, idiot? Did you get it from the future store? <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna be uh, in and out of your podcast uh, listening device with a quick one today, um, and since since this one exists uh, outside of the chronology of recording, then we don't have a we don't have a Aesop's Fables fellas or a story to read you, no Zed Hunter or anything, because it would make no sense for us to do something that um, that would be later become anachronistic. Not to mention at the time that we are recording this the z fighter probably only has maybe four maybe five readings left in it yeah so so then this we're gonna have is to read something you came up with next can't wait i got lots of stuff we could break into my poetry or we could not do that <laughs> i want to hear more about tg warp <laughs> oh yeah i got lots more of them lots more of him this is a story by joseph jacobs called teeny tiny <laughs> hell yeah Get ready. Strap in. Look alive. Once upon a time, there was a teeny tiny woman who lived in a teeny tiny house in a teeny tiny village. Now, one day this teeny tiny woman put on her teeny tiny bonnet and went out of her teeny tiny house to take a teeny tiny walk. Okay. I'm following along so far. (laughs) When this teeny tiny woman had gone a teeny tiny way, She came to a teeny tiny gate. So the teeny tiny woman opened the teeny tiny gate and went into a teeny tiny churchyard. Is there a reason why you picked this one for our short episode, Carter? (laughs) No, it's only that it's a teeny tiny story. (laughs) It's a very teeny tiny story. It's a teeny tiny story. I like that she went a teeny tiny way. Because there's like things that make sense that would be teeny tiny, but I'm not... But like if you... Would you describe an ant crossing, like, 
a sidewalk as it going a teeny tiny way? No, because from its perspective, it's gone on a real pilgrimage. It's only teeny sure. tiny from my perspective. Exactly. So I don't understand. So this teeny tiny, she went on a teeny tiny walk. I understand that things, their size of them are, but like a teeny tiny walk to me is like she took like one step and now yeah. she's in front of the church. She walked outside <laughs> of her apartment, turned around and went back in. <laughs> and then her apartment turned into a church. Yeah, we've got to s- like, whoa! <laughs> we've got to establish like, some right. scale here. Yeah, exactly. So when this teeny tiny woman got had gotten into the teeny tiny churchyard, she saw a teeny tiny bone we're, we're, on a teeny tiny grave. D- no, that should be in the grave. I, right? Right? Forget right? about... I don't care about the scale anymore. I care about what crime got committed in this teeny tiny cemetery. Maybe people leave bones on graves just to like say like this is a this was a human. It's under here. That's... And over there there's like a cow skull. It's like that's a cow in here. I appreciate you trying to play in the story space Carter, but come on. It's like when you put those little uh, garden tags in like those little, white <laughs> little things that show you what flower it is. Yeah, it's going to show you what's going to come out the ground at some point. Oh, wait, I guess they already have headstones, which is basically yeah. the same thing. Anywho. What a beautiful collection of thoughts that have been documented here today. <laughs> so, okay. The teeny tiny woman said to her teeny tiny self, This teeny tiny bone will make me some teeny tiny soup no. for my teeny tiny supper. No! Graveyard soup. I would never take that risk in a million years. <laughs> Graveyard bone soup. <laughs> no. I mean, you gotta take the... It's a perfectly good bone. Who cares where you get it? There's... If it's got the... If the marrow's still in there, that's make that's soup bones. That's cannibalism. That's soup bones. It's cannibalism. Is it cannibalism? Is it? Well, when you put it like that. All right. Here's a question for you. Is it cannibalism? Is that the question? Is it cannibalism? If you if you cook the marrow out of a human bone. You might be a redneck. And you take the bone out so it's just broth. Is it still cannibalism? Yes, because you're still using human parts. Oh, you're still using human parts. Oh, but if you eat your regular chicken noodle soup with a spoon that you carved out of a human bone, is that cannibalism? Is that cannibalism? Do you have to chew up and swallow the spoon for it to be cannibalism? <laughs> we have had a day of it here. On yeah. The <laughs> we are... Ooh, we are ruining our family-friendly vibe. Okay, just to timestamp this a little bit, to pull us a little bit out of the time-displaced ether, we are recording this on the same day as the Rapunzel podcast, which I'm sure time will establish as one of our most buck-wild ventures yet. So that's the energy that we're carrying into our mini-sode. So the teeny-tiny... Woman put the teeny tiny bone into her teeny tiny pocket and went home to her teeny tiny house. Now when the teeny tiny woman got home to her teeny tiny house, she was a teeny tiny bit tired. Okay, so well then up... she, that's, that's her yawning once. Right? Yes. This is another thing. It's like, not everything can be teeny tiny 
in, in the scale of you, if you're a teeny tiny tired bit tired, then you're not tired. Yeah, that means you had that means you had like an extra bit of eye gunk that you didn't clean out while you were in yeah. the shower. Yeah, like I exactly like a yawn. So she went up her teeny tiny stairs to her teeny tiny bed and put the teeny tiny bone into a teeny tiny cupboard. And when this teeny tiny woman had been to sleep a teeny tiny time, she was awakened. So she slept for two minutes. Four and a half seconds. (laughs) She laid down, went, and then... Life life travels pretty fast in the teeny (laughs) tiny town. Life travels fast in the teeny tiny fast lane. (laughs) She was awakened by a teeny tiny voice from the teeny tiny cupboard. Which said, "Give me my bone, Elmo." And this, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh shoot! I forgot that Elmo is one of your go-to impressions. <laughs> oh, what have I done to the podcast? <laughs> this woman, this woman put Elmo's bone in a cover. Elmo wants it back. <laughs> Elmo's bird. I'm gonna wake up this teeny tiny woman. <laughs> I like that Elmo, Elmo had a little bit of a southern back. roll in that last one. Elmo wants his bone back. <laughs> Hello, y'all. I'm looking for to, to Elmo's ranch. I'm looking for the no down lawman who stole my paw. <laughs> I'm collecting the bounty on this here woman bones. Teeny tiny woman in teeny tiny village. I'm looking for an outlaw called Billy the Goat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This teeny tiny woman was a teeny tiny frightened. So again, not frightened. Yeah, she said, huh. Anyway. (laughs) So she hid her teeny tiny head under the teeny tiny clothes and went to sleep again. But only a teeny tiny time. Yeah. And when she had been to sleep again, a teeny tiny time, the teeny tiny voice again cried out from the teeny tiny cupboard a teeny tiny louder. Give me Elmo's bone! Let me check that again. It's only a teeny tiny louder. So basically, if the first one was like, give me my bone, the second one is a teeny tiny louder. So it's like, give me my bone. No, no, no. Do it right. Give me my, give me my bone, oh my bone, give me my bone, give it, give me my bone. I'm not playing with you. Give me my bone right now. I'm gonna stop playing around. I need, I need my bone. I need my bone back. <laughs> you put my bone in the cover. <laughs> I need my bone for the cover. Give me my bone. This voice is coming from the cupboard. Yeah. So you it, know what? Oh, you know what else is in the cupboard? Is the what bone. I'm saying. The bone. So what's going on oh, here? Oh, maybe, maybe the bone came from the cemetery, and uh, whatever upset spirit is back at the cemetery, they're using their uh, bone as a phone to communicate to the old lady. <gasps> the bone phone. The bone phone. We never. That's basically what the black phone by Joe Hill is about. Mmm. Let me give you Arnold's digits so you can call him on the bone phone. <laughs> Yeah, it's a cursed phone that Elmo uses to call all his friends. <laughs> That's my favorite bit of Sesame Street lore. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Elmo's World. Today we're calling up Ricky on the bone phone. <laughs> <laughs> you call up 
Mr. Hey, Noodle Ricky, how's it going? <laughs> it sounds to Emma like Rick is choking on something. <laughs> 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 Was Elmo calling me Ricky? No, I just no, I just made up a guy called Ricky who was oh, on okay. Sesame Street. Okay. But when he was called on the bone phone, the bone phone cursed him. <laughs> okay. And then he choked and died. What a rich lore we're building here. Well, <laughs> hey, Stuff of guess please don't go over to Elmo's house anymore. <laughs> we're trying to stay away from Elmo's house right now. Hey, Bert. Ernie! I- don't, don't answer the phone! Oh, what is it, Bert? What is Bert? Ring, ring! Ring, ring! Bert, somebody's uh, calling us on the phone there, Bert. Annie! Let me just pick it up. Hello? Hello! What's <laughs> ever on the phone? <laughs> you are clipping so hard on my end right now. Same. <laughs> anyway. So, the, uh, the bone has asked for itself back. Twice now. That's fair. I do it too. This made the teeny tiny woman a teeny tiny more frightened. So, so not much more frightened. Slightly frightened. It's like, huh? That's weird. Huh? Geez. I don't like that. Should probably do something about that. <laughs> she hid her teeny tiny head a teeny tiny further under the teeny tiny clothes, and when the teeny tiny woman had been to sleep again a teeny tiny time, the teeny tiny voice from the teeny tiny cupboard said again a teeny tiny louder. Give me my bone. <laughs> and this teeny tiny woman was a teeny tiny bit more frightened, but she put her teeny tiny head out of the teeny tiny clothes and said in her loudest teeny tiny voice, Take it! Not that loud. The end. It's literally the end of the story. God. Uh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's almost a bigger letdown than the <laughs> than the Andrew Coffee story. Just fine. Sorry. Sorry I took your bone from the graveyard. This story was designed to irritate. Yep. Like that one do, Okay, do either of your parents have a story they love to tell that is specifically designed to irritate you? Um whew. I don't think so. That feels like something like a friend's dad would do. Yeah. My dad had one where uh, whenever he was a kid and he asked my grandpa to tell him a story, before grandpa would actually tell him a story, he would launch into this nonsensical rhyme, I'll tell you a story about Jack Enori, and now my story's begun. I'll tell you another about his brother, and now my story is done. And dad would say, no, dad, I want a real story. <laughs> <laughs> None of this fake story nonsense rhyming. I'm, s- I'm sick of Jack and Nori. I hate this. His so narrative much. lacks subtlety. <laughs> There's no action. There's no development. Nobody learns anything. <laughs> Nobody to root for. No villains. I'm so I mad. The list goes on. I tell you how many things aren't in the story by telling you what is. A name. <laughs> That's it. It's all you got. A it's name and got, a relation. Papa. Papa. That's all there is. (laughs) Has art died so many deaths inside your cruel heart, Papa? (laughs) I'll tell you a story 
of when your son ran away from the home <laughs> because his father didn't love him. Uh, it's true. Based, when he flips him the bird. Based on so, true events. Based on true events. <laughs> I'm going to go pack my rucksack or whatever it is they used back then. I'm going to go, go, go pack, put up a bit. I'm going to go put a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in a bindle and hit the road. And then, and then your dad is what the Swagman song is about. <laughs> yeah. We all come full circle. Oh. Being unhinged from time is an odd experience. I know, right? Who knows when this um, when this episode will greet people? You want to make any special predictions? Should we? Um, um, you want to like make any just called shots right now? I am going to say it's going to be three months before we need to utilize this recording. Oh, gotcha. I was just thinking called shots about the world at large. Oh, no, that doesn't sound yeah. fun to me. Yeah, it's it's not good these days, eh? Yeah, I might. Yeah, I mean, like any any called shot is basically like things probably got worse worldwide. I bet we're still using the dollar. I'm gonna call that. That's my called shot. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> if you like this, why? But you can get more on Spotify, <laughs> Apple, and google podcasts <laughs> who are we anymore you know <laughs> who am I, just, I i spent most of that episode screaming as elmo <laughs> <laughs> you know what if it, it's establishing a brand then it's gonna work in our favor be funny if he shows up in another story and um elmo himself it'll it, maybe it'll be the first impression i do of elmo chronologically but not the first i've done <laughs> oh yeah that'll be really. fun for the viewers do you want to recommend a book uh, yeah. Right now I'm in the middle of reading The City We Became by N.K. Jemison. I've kind of been ah. working on it a while because it's the book that I uh, bring to school to read. And due to the hectic nature of the end of a school year, I haven't been able to read a lot lately. But it is a really engaging urban fantasy. It takes place in New York City. It's about these uh, six people who become the the representatives of their respective boroughs as they fight back against this kind of eldritch abomination from beyond like human perception of the world and it is so well written and so thoughtful every little <sighs> the best way to phrase it is i have lived in my hometown of lake stevens for a good portion of my life and even then, I don't think I would be able to describe my hometown with the amount of nuance and thoughtfulness and pure poetry that Jemison describes the city of New York in. She describes it like she, like New York is her closest friend. It is truly beautiful, and I love this story. It's an interesting one to... It's my first experience with her writing, and I've been told that it's kind of a daunting story to start with on her, what she brings to the table, but I'm having a ball with it so far. Nice. So you're saying you're not ready to be the avatar of Lake Stevens? Nope. God, no. You don't want to use your Lake Stevens powers to, to, to stop all the purple tentacle monsters from <laughs> attaching themselves to everything? Yeah, someone else can protect the chicken drive-in. I'm out. <laughs> quick name five more lake stevens um 
Blake Stevens iconic stores. Okay. Uh, wait, stores or can it be or, like okay? Or just like, iconic Lake Stevens things. Okay. Only like hashtag only Lake Stevens kids would know. Okay. Uh, number one is the lake. <laughs> <laughs> number two is uh, Jay's Market. Okay. Number three, I'm going to pull on the chicken drive-in again, because chicken that's iconic. Uh, the kids steal the chicken statue for homecoming every year. you got to keep that tradition going. Everyone knows. This. See, that is exactly the kind of thing I'm looking for here. Number four is the Lake Stevens Historical Society and Museum, run by my mom. Nice. And number five is the uh, train that lies at the bottom of the lake that my grandpa discovered. Whoa! A train at the bottom of a lake. Yep. Apparently, back in the day, uh, tracks used to go. go across the lake when the lake would freeze. And, like, during the time when, ostensibly, the lake would freeze long enough, you could pull a train across it. And apparently, one time, the ice was not thick enough, and uh, bing, bang, boom, train at the bottom of the lake. Nice. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> name, name five more iconic... <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyway, I'm Riley. I'm Cardick. And this has been the Fable Fellas. Keep it vitty, everybody. Vitty, 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 vitty. <laughs> <laughs>